Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. This is your host, Stephanie. I'm so excited to bring you this interview today. I talked with the three ladies from the Glory Tellers podcast, Emily, Caitlin, also goes by Kate, and Beth Ann. So Emily, Kate, and Beth Ann spent some time with me last Friday, um, right before I found out that my mom's surgery went well and all her cancer was removed, which is a total miracle. And we shared a really beautiful moment when I found out and they were there with me on the phone after our interview. And it was just so amazing. And these ladies are just so genuine. They really care about the Lord and they are on fire for their faith. And they're all about telling the good news and the glory of God. So today's all about the good news of the gospel. I'm really excited for you to hear what they share. They share some really good Bible verses that you're definitely going to want to look up. They also share about how we can um, talk about the good news with our children. And right now, if you're listening in real time and you're home with your family, I think this is just so timely and we all need a little more good news right now, right? Um, so in part one, that's what we're talking about, the good news of the gospel and how we can share with our kids. And I just want to briefly mention that today is the first day of the free challenge that I'm hosting with Amy Eilers from House of Eilers. It's the Holy Week 2020, no social media challenge. And you can join by clicking the link in the show notes or going to my Instagram and joining there in my bio. And you'll get a daily email from me with a devotional, um, a Bible verse, and a little takeaway message and a prayer for you for your day. And I hope you have a wonderfully blessed Holy Week. Thanks for being here, friends. Enjoy the interview with the three ladies from Glory Tellers. Okay, everyone. I have the Glory Tellers ladies on the podcast today. I'm super excited to have them. And if you haven't heard of them before, they have a fabulous podcast telling about God's glory, and I'm all about that. And so these ladies are Emily, Kate, and Beth Ann. And can you ladies just begin by introducing yourselves and really just sharing the mission behind your podcast, Glory Tellers? Of course. I'll start. Uh, my name is Emily. As of September, I will be married for 10 years. I have three kids. My oldest is seven and my youngest is 15 months. So things are a little crazy around our house right now being quarantined with three small children. <laughs> um, I'm a photographer by day and we recently just did a pretty major switch in our life. We are selling our neighborhood home and moving out to the country to 20 acres. So we're moving to the farm. <laughs> and that is probably my life in a nutshell right now. Nice. That's awesome. And then Caitlin, do you want to, Kate, really quickly introduce your family and a little bit about you? Hi. Yeah. So this is Caitlin. You can call me Kate or Caitlin. I'll take them both. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have been married to my husband, Justin, for 11 years. Um, we have two kiddos. We have an eight-year-old daughter named Adeline and a five-year-old son named Asher. Um, I like to say I'm a full-time mama um, and I am a part-time elementary reading interventionist at um, our homeschool where my daughter goes. So that's nice. me in a nutshell. Cool. And then Beth Ann, the third lady, who's <laughs> part of the glory tellers. It's the dynamic yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'm Beth Ann, and um, I have three kids. They are eight, 
My middle just turned seven yesterday, and then my youngest is four, two boys and a girl. Um, and I used to be a nurse. I worked in the NICU, but now I stay home with them, and they keep me plenty busy. Nice. Well, hey, basically, yeah, we, to... yeah mm-hmm. I go can ahead, go Emily. into a little introduction about Glory Tellers and just kind of explain our mission to you. Um, the three that. of us Thanks. together. Sorry. The three of oh, us together okay. are running on mission just to share the stories of God's glory through ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things in their everyday life. So some examples might be we had um, our first interview was a, a lady who noticed a neighbor who was elderly, um, had dementia, and she started doing everyday care for her. Um And then some others may have been friends that have started ministries, just helping people in different walks of life. Um, But all of this in the margin of their everyday lives. So we wanted to take their stories and share them because otherwise they may have been untold, but they matter and they encourage us to walk with God and experience extraordinary things in our lives too. So that's our goal is to just find those little slivers of hope in those stories that we can share um, of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I love that. And that's why it connects so deeply with your mission, because I feel like so much of our lives, especially as moms, is hidden and it is extraordinary. We're raising the next generation, but it's also so ordinary and we forget to um, shout it out and shout out the good news. And I love that you share the good news of the gospel. You tell everyone about the glory of God and what people are doing for God by loving their neighbor. Like, you know, your first interview, I loved that. Um, And so can you each share one piece of gospel inspired good news with our listeners today? Because I feel like we all, especially right now, really need to hear that. So Emily, do you want to go first? Sure. That's fine. Um, I love this question, by the way, because I feel like we all just need some good news right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that I always go back to is Romans 8, 28. um, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Um, I believe that God is powerful. I believe that he can redeem and restore for his glory And the things that we're currently going through are not good by any means. That's not what I'm trying to say, but he is good and he can use these things for good. So personally, I'm trying to see good all around me. You know, the world says pandemic, but God says serving opportunity. And he says distractions gone so that people can see me. Um, He's physically removing the things around us that have become idols and clearing the way for him. And, um, I just always go back to that verse. I love it. I feel like we can apply it to lots of areas in our life, especially right now. And that is my good news. (laughs) Love it. I love that passage so much. I cling to it a lot, especially lately. I've been clinging to that. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone listening, definitely go open your Bible and read it. (laughs) Absolutely. And then yeah. maybe spend a few more minutes reading the Bible. I don't know. I just want exactly. to get that in there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kate, do you want to talk about your good news? Yeah. So um, for me, um, something that just kind of is a theme of um, 
I guess just my mindset through life is I, I struggle with a lot of anxiety, a lot of control, a lot of worry. I'm a planner, you know, and right now so many things feel out of our control (laughs) in Mm -hmm. um, such a heightened way. Um, And so for me right now, I feel like God keeps giving me that message of just daily bread um, and just focusing on, you know, in the Lord's prayer, he said, give us this day, our daily bread. And just, and that's Matthew 6, 11, um, just focusing on what God is going to provide for us right now. You know, he doesn't promise us weeks ahead, years ahead, but he does promise for his followers and those that love him that he will give us our daily bread today. Um, and, you know, in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, we read that he, you know, talks about taking care of the birds and the flowers and just that if he's going to take care of those creatures and those things that he will for sure take care of me and my family. And so I'm just trying to cling to that daily bread one day at a time, that trust. Mm-hmm. I love that. Kate. that ooh, <laughs> I love that too. I need that. I understand that struggle, Kate. I very much have been battling my anxiety. It's, it's been a while since I was really experiencing it so intensely, but now it's like flared up and it's interesting. All those worldly things we cling to, they've been stripped away and it's like, okay, well, who am I going to cling to during this time? And the only person who can take away those anxious feelings and thoughts and calm them is God and his gospel truth. Um, so thank you for calling attention to that because I think a lot of women are silently suffering with Mm, that cross. So I think that, that those verses you shared could be really freeing for somebody. So thank you for sharing that. And, and Beth and your turn, (laughs) what's your gospel truth? So, so, um, God's really been bringing up a verse in my mind, especially this week. And it is Psalm 121.3. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you does not slumber. And so like I said, God has put this on my mind lately, and I've been thinking of it so often. And I just want to stop and say that um, that is the coolest, best part about reading God's word is that it lives in you. And then the Holy Spirit brings it back up, you know, to the forefront of your mind when you don't even realize that you remembered that verse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you don't even realize you need it, but he brings it up like just when you need it. I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think it's just really comforting with that verse to remind myself that my protector never sleeps and that he mm-hmm. is always there fighting on my behalf. He's always protecting us and always providing for us in both tangible ways and visible ways that we can see and also in ways that we may never see or know this side of heaven. So we trust that he's at work all the time and that he keeps us that part about not letting us slip, that he keeps us on steady and solid ground no matter what. So that's just been really comforting to me lately. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing, Bethann. Yeah, I've been clinging to the Psalms a lot. I, I mean, I'm sure you all have seen me talk about my mom's cancer and it's been quite the, the test in my life. Um, And Mm -hmm. I will say that, the only thing that's provided me comfort is turning to God. I mean, his words in scripture, just how the Psalms, you know, you cry out to him and, and he responds and he's our refuge. I think that word is really something I've been repeating over and over. 
just that God's our refuge. I think that's just such a powerful word and it really does tell of his power. So yeah, I just thank you ladies for sharing. So powerful. And, you know, we're home with our kids, right? So Hmm. how do we talk with our children about the good news of the gospel? Um, How do we share it with them in this time when we're all together and, and maybe with our husbands too, you know, how do, how do we share it with our families? Emily, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, Well, for our family, I feel like we try to just weave it into life um, as much as possible so that they can see our faith, not just in rules to follow, but in our actions. Um, We pray together. We listen to worship music in the car. We do a nightly devotional before bed. We talk about God's blessings in our lives. Um, You know, if, if we see something good, we call it for what it is. We give God credit for that. And if they're going through something difficult, then we can remind them that God's there to help them get through the hard things, or maybe that we're leaning on God in that season to get through a hard thing. And just seeing our vulnerabilities and answering those hard questions for them. Um, But (laughs) I, I just want something that's going to automatically be ingrained in them so that they can come back to it later in life. Um, when they're already used to and programmed to having, um, having done that in their child years. Um, but then the hard questions always come at like eight o'clock at night when I'm putting the kids in bed. Um, (laughs) it seems like that's when they become theologians and want to know, like, you know, who is God and all these deep questions. And the other day, my four-year-old asked me, um, she said, I told God I wanted to go to Disney world. And when I woke up this morning, I wasn't in Disney world. And (laughs) so, you know, I had to have that innocent conversation with her just as her faith is beginning to grow and she's starting to understand how God works and what we believe, you know, I had to explain to her, God's not a genie, (laughs) you know, um, and, and have some of those hard conversations with her, um, in a way that she can understand instead of brushing it off as like, Oh, I'll talk to you about it when you're older. But, you know, actually just having those conversations with her now, um, and just to be as honest as possible. So, that's probably um, what we do sort of to weave in the gospel in our lives, just to make it normal, just to make it an everyday routine thing that they see us and they model after us. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. And Kate, mm-hmm. how about you? Yeah. So um, I would say, you know, the same as far as weaving it in, um, but I love how, you know, I talked about the daily bread, how God goes before us and in my devotional this morning, I was reading and he gave me this quote in the, in my devotional. And it really just sums up my thinking. And I thought how awesome that God knew that, you know, we were going to be on this podcast. He knew the message turning in my mind, um, but just to help form those words. And so here's the quote. Um, the Lord never asked me to be a perfect mom. He only asked me to point my kids to a perfect savior. Um, mm, and so for me, that. I struggle with a lot. Yeah, I struggle with a lot of um, just inner critic, you know, just that doubt and just constantly those guilty feelings. And that's what I'll sit on the couch after the kids go to bed. And I say these things to my husband, like, but I did this and but I did that. And but I said that, you know, and he's so great about pointing me back to just what they do see from me. Um, And so for me, just trying to preach the gospel message to them that mommy needs grace. And so because mommy's not perfect and I need Jesus and I of course, I'm always trying to do better through God's help that when they see me in those raw emotions, I try to turn it back um, 
to, you know, I'm not perfect and God's really helping me with this and I need help. And, you know, sometimes that will look like me praying in our prayer um, and just asking God for forgiveness for something, you know, or explaining that it was okay that mommy was upset, that we get angry, but it's not okay for me to yell, you know, or it's not okay for me to lose my temper or those types of things. Um, And so trying to model for them, here's how, you know, I um, need grace. And so therefore just helping them to see, see that more for themselves too, and how that plays out for their lives. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that quote. Can you just say it one more time for us to hear it? Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. And it's, it's from lies. Moms believe is the devotional by Rebecca mm-hmm. Hargraves. Um, but okay, the Lord thanks. never asked me. Yeah. The Lord never asked me to be a perfect mom. He only asked me to point my kids to a perfect savior. So, so good. And then Beth Ann, what about you? Yeah, so I think um, we just give it to them straight, you know. I think little (laughs) minds are able to understand and receive so much more than we often give them credit for. Mm -hmm. I share with my kids about the ways God helps me every day, you know. Like lately I've shared often with my kids about how they can ask God for help to change their attitudes (laughs) and to help Mm -hmm. them obey. and that they can talk to God about how they're feeling and that he can help them and reminding them all the time that Jesus is their friend. And the Bible says that Jesus is closer than a brother. You know, I think they can relate to that um, through having siblings and that Jesus is an ever present help in trouble. So I basically just use the same verses and promises that I cling to, to encourage my kids. Um, And then just a few resources we've loved are Louis Giglio's devotional books. Um, One is called Indescribable, and his other is called How Great Is Our God. Um, We've really loved those, doing those together at night. And then also my boys loved the Action Bible. It's kind of like an action superhero comic book way of putting Mm -hmm. the Bible. And so they were super into that. It really held their attention well. We, for a while, every night would read a chapter from that, and we got through the whole thing, and they learned so much. Um, And then recently at church, during children's church, they made prayer journals. And I was really surprised at how into those they were and how they are still using them. Like at night when we have bedtime, they will get those out and want to pray through their prayer journals. Um, So I was just surprised that they really clung on to that. So that's an, an activity, I think. You know, if you're looking for something to do with your kids at home right now, that would be a great one. Yeah. That's so good. And it doesn't even have to be fancy. I mean, whatever notebook you have lying around, right? <laughs> right. Just right. stapled. This, these are just, you know, stapled papers together. So that's awesome. And I'll just share this with you all um, a resource that I was recently given from an upcoming guest who I bet you're going to want to have on your podcast, actually. Her name is Jessica Lewis, and she created, it's called the Gratitude Journal of Devotional for kids. Mm. It's so good. It's just very short um, daily journal where you write down what you're grateful for. There's a verse of the day and there's an opportunity to do a prayer, like write in your own fill in the blank prayer. And it's geared toward kids seven and up who can, you know, write in their own answers. But I've been doing it with my three and a half year old. And just after a week, she's been asking for it every day. And I just write down her answers. And I just think about how beautiful will it be to have this later in life too, you know, just like as a keepsake for 
you know, what she was like at this age. And I think that might be something beautiful that would come out of a prayer journal, even for little yeah. kids. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so okay, that's it for part one, but part two is ready for you. Check it out. Bye for now.